97.9 The Hill, WCHO, and the UNC Hustman School of Journalism and Media present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carroll Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC journalism professor, Charlie Tuggle. Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today, the number one ranked UNC women's tennis team. Our guest, the coach of that team, Brian Calvis. So, Brian, let's start uh, by taking a look at the past 10 months. On the weirdness scale, What describe the past 10 months for me in, in your program. Well, um, yeah, obviously, back in, in March, we were on the, the very high end of things with the uh, us being 18 and 0, won a national uh, indoor title. Um, we uh, were on our way to the Bahamas for a nice spring break trip. And um, just uh, we're ranked number one in the nation and just things were just really going well for us. Uh, we had, you know, I already, already played the toughest part of our schedule. Uh, we played Duke, we played NC State, we played Virginia, we played Georgia Tech, all top 10 teams. We beat UCLA, um, who ended up being number two. We, we beat Florida State on the road. We beat Miami on the road, another two top uh, teams in the country. So we felt like we'd already kind of tested ourselves against the best. And unfortunately, uh, you know, it, it, everything got pulled out from under us with uh, the pandemic and our, our season getting shut down. And, and then whirlwind of emotions, our three amazing seniors, uh, McKenna Jones, Alexa Graham, and Sarah Davitilla. And looks like they're not going to you know, be able to finish their career here at Carolina. Uh, and then within probably days or hours, you know, if we find out that, um, you know, they, um, they'd be able to have a year coming back and we're not sure how it's going to be financed. And we find out that it can be financed. And then in the summertime, we're kind of in a, in, in a uh, holding pattern of, of, of how that happened. And then we find out that uh, Roy and, uh, and Wanda Williams were so generous and gracious and, uh, and gave the opportunity for all seniors uh, in the spring sports to be able to come back. Uh, so that kind of changed things dramatically for us. We had, th- you know, three freshmen coming in. Now we have a Baker's dozen roster with 13 players and it's uh, challenging this fall, you know, where we couldn't compete. The ACC made a ruling that we couldn't compete this fall. So we, all our players just really wanted to just practice and you know, no one really competed at all because if they competed uh, on their own, they had to actually come back and be quarantined for uh, a week or two weeks and they would miss out on practice. So, they were just so excited to be back practicing this fall. And, um, and we didn't have any positive tests this fall because we did, our players did an incredible job of, of being diligent. And, um, and again, just enjoy being back together. And again, it was tough with having 13 players and, but it was really enjoyable to see the, the competitive uh, nature and the competition and the talent that we have on our program from this fall. So you have 13 players, all of whom want to play. So how have you been managing that? Yeah, so the spring we've uh, we've played three matches so far, um, and uh, our first competition, you know, we played some kind of what we call hidden duels with uh, NC State and Virginia, where you're you're playing individual matches in a team setting, but they don't count for team scoring. So we got a lot of our younger players opportunities to play. Um, you know, Riley Tran and Fiona Crawley, two talented freshmen, did extremely well. Uh, McKenna Jones had an incredible weekend. Uh, she beat two top. Uh, 40 players. Um, and, uh, and then Annika Yarlagata, 
who basically has been here a year and a half and is now consider, still considered a freshman. She, um, she had two incre incredible wins as well. So um, we play without several of our top players and we still won four singles matches against uh, two of the top 10 teams in the country. So we do have a challenge ahead of us, you know, trying to keep everybody happy and keep everybody kind of um, competitively uh, and mentally ready to go. Uh, when you only can play six players and you can't, you know, trade or sub in, uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge. So we're going to try and um, do the best we can to, uh, to get everybody opportunities to play um, in, in pretty much, you know, most of our matches, we feel where our depth is our, as our strength. So unfortunately we don't get any credit for, you know, having seven, eight, nine, ten on the bench, but if players are not, you know, hundred percent, or we have, maybe other players that have earned the opportunity to, to play because of their practice or just, you know, give us some rest or we, or we like certain kind of uh, competitive opportunities for some of our players. Those are things that we're going to, you know, utilize to our advantage uh, come this spring. There's going to be stoppages. There already is. I mean, there are, there are players that are going to be out for, for injuries and, and COVID um, you know, fortunately if we can continue to do what we're, you know, we've been doing and stay healthy the, you know, if we do have some stoppages, maybe it, it might not hurt us compared to some other, other programs. All right. So you've played uh, three official matches so far, three and O have dropped one set in singles. That's a bit, uh, you know, that status a bit deceiving and we'll get into that in a second did drop doubles against Ole Miss. Uh, that was surprising. Yeah. Um, I mean, our strength is definitely our singles. There's no question that we have uh I mean, we, um, I mean, we have three girls ranked in the top six in the country. Um, pretty much, um, you know, Fiona is a freshman and she's, she's ranked, uh, she's one of the top freshmen in the country. Um, and then you got, you got Allie Sanford and you got McKenna Jones, you got Elizabeth Scotty, all those players are ranked. So, you know, I don't think there's a team in the country singles wise that can stack up, um, you know, with the number of players, the amount of players UCLA has three really talented players at the top and, they have a couple of good transfers and, and run really good freshmen. So, I mean, just a start, just a starting point, our, you know, our singles looks like a really uh, strength in our, in our lineup. The doubles is a little tricky because we didn't, we weren't able to play much uh, in the fall. We actually didn't have many team practices in the fall because we didn't want to have 13 players all congregating together. So we didn't really have, but only one practice together as a team in the fall, which was on Fridays. So that was a challenge for us to really work on doubles. You need to have pretty much most, if not, you know, your combinations together. And we didn't really have the opportunity to compete and, and, and work on things. So we're a little behind in our doubles play right now. And um, um, Riley Tran has really stepped up her. Um, yeah. She's, she's won a couple of what they call gold balls and juniors and in, in doubles. And she's a really talented doubles player and, she's really stepped into our doubles lineup uh, and really added some punch to it. Um, so, and then Fiona's, I mean, she's been incredible in singles. Uh, she hasn't lost a set. And so she's added some tremendous uh, strength to our singles. So we're, I feel we're, we're better and stronger in singles right now, but we're in our doubles play. We're a, we're a work in progress at the moment. We'll talk more about singles when sports focus returns. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking with Brian Calvis about the top ranked women's tennis team. So, Brian, I mentioned that in the three matches that you've had so far, 
one player has lost one set. That's pretty darned impressive. But it's it hasn't been the cakewalk that that stat would suggest that it has been. Your number one player, Alexa Graham, she had to storm back. What was it, 5-1 she was down or something like that? Uh, and, and won that, uh, the first set against Ole Miss, 7-5. So it's not like, you know, you're torching the competition, but, uh, you know, it has been a pretty impressive run so far. Only, only three matches in. There's a lot of what they call super teams this year, and, and Ole Miss is one of those super teams, meaning they had three kind of super seniors coming back from last year. And they have they have a lot of experience and and depth in their lineup like we do. So and they play in the SEC, which again ACC and the SEC are two of the best conferences in the in the country. And um, so uh, they're a, they're a very seasoned team. And I think um, every you know the player that um, that Alexa played is one of the stronger, if not the the strongest hitting player in the country. She hits the ball probably harder consistently off both forehand and backhand than anybody. And I think it took Alexa a while to kind of get her comfort, uh, you know, zone and, 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 and just getting used to her pace. And once she did that, she was able to storm back and, and win that first set, which was a huge help for us. When you lose a doubles point and then Scotty loses the first set um, and um, you, you need, you, you can't, you can't afford to, you know, to have, any, any momentum sl slipping away from you. So Alexa coming back and winning that set was huge, but it's, you're right. It's not, it's not been easy. We've been tested so far and we expect to have, um, you know, this, uh, this being the case all year long, people are going to be gunning for us. You know, we were one at the end of last year. We're one right now and we feel we're going to get everybody's best shot um, every single match. All right. So you mentioned the, uh, SEC being pretty strong along with the ACC. You're going to Georgia this weekend. Yeah, we played them two years ago in the finals of National Indoors out in Seattle, and we lost to them. They they bring a very unique challenge. They um, they're very well coached or disciplined. They they play with a lot of um, uh, uh, fierceness. And what I mean by that is they they they, they they're so competitive. They they extend rallies. They, they make you uncomfortable. Uh, when, when we lost them two years ago, um, we, you know, it wasn't like we, we played poorly. We just, we got, they, they outcompeted us and that rarely happens because we, we've pride ourselves on, on being a very competitive team, but Georgia really did an incredible job of, of handling pressure moments better than we did. And they, and their, their style of play, uh, really bothered us. And, um, it's going to be a great test for us to go to play at their place uh, and, um, this early in the season. And again, hopefully we've learned a little bit from the Mississippi match and the, and the kickoff weekend to hopefully be ready for that match. And then that, that'll be a great test for us going, uh, going into indoors, which is next weekend, national indoors. Yeah. So you're right back to the state of Georgia the weekend after that for, to defend your title in the, uh, ITA indoors. It, it struck me, uh, when I saw the, the release of where the championships are, it's like, Rome, Georgia. Why? Tell no, me actually, why actually, Rome, Georgia. Actually, the the, uh, the the national championship indoor site has has moved from Seattle to Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's actually at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I saw it listed as being in Rome. Uh, no, no, that's the ACC championship. Right. Yeah. We'll get yeah. to that later. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to go to uh, Stillwater. Right. Yeah. So it was going to be in Seattle, 
uh, University of Washington was supposed to host and they had some issues with the, the state and not wanting to bring, you know, these teams uh, into their state. So they had to, they had to withdraw. Um, and so now Oklahoma state has, has graciously, um, uh, you know, put is going to put on as the host. So what's interesting this year versus in the past, the, uh, there's only eight teams that have qualified uh, for the final site. Normally it's 16 playing for a national title, but this year, that's why the regionals, the kickoff kind of portion was more challenging because you almost like it was like a round of 16 match when we played Ole Miss versus kind of a round of 32. So it was um, a little bit, you know, the deep, the regionals were the kickoff were, were deeper this year because there's only, there's only um, seven regionals. So there wasn't as many teams, you know, able to play, but the quality of, of play was so much better. Sports focus. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking with Brian Calvis, the coach of the number one ranked UNC women's tennis team. Uh, Brian, uh, as we said earlier, you get to defend that indoor title uh, coming up in, uh, in a little more than a week. And then uh, – it was uh, I, I got confused about the the locations here. It's the ACC championships that are in Rome, Georgia. But once again, it's like why Rome, Georgia? Yeah, well, it was interesting. Several years ago, our ACC tournament has typically had the home in in Cary at Cary Tennis Park. Um, and back in the day when Cary uh, was not and the state of North Carolina had the issue, um, you know, uh, not being able to host championships in the state of North Carolina, they, you know, they had to find another site. Rome, Georgia has a incredible um, uh, tennis facility that they built. They have, they host a lot of uh, events, junior events, pro events. They have um, I think 40 to 50 courts. And um, so they moved the ACC tournament to Rome, Georgia. And we actually, that year when it was moved to Rome, we beat Georgia tech in the finals and had an incredible uh, just incredible experience. And they did such a great job hosting it. Uh, the ACC is now, um, it was supposed to be there last year. And so they've, they've given them the opportunity to host it, um, you know, in conjunction with Cary. So they've been, there's on a two year you know, rotation cycle. So, um, and th- what was really cool was this is how much they really wanted. Uh, they, the ACC said for you to get the bid in the future, you're going to have to build indoor courts. So they actually built six indoor courts or actually seven indoor courts to um, to be able to uh, to host the ACC term. That's how much they really wanted. And again, the hospitality they displayed was fantastic. And um, uh, I think, uh, you know, you know, we had again, we had a great experience last time um, and we're looking forward to it again this year. It's a nice, quaint little place. I love Rome, Georgia, but it surprises me that they're the, you know, become this hub for tennis. So, so that's kind of interesting. So uh, then after that, uh, you know, the next big one uh, that you want to go for is the NC2A title. And having been denied the opportunity, no through no fault of your own, uh, but being denied the opportunity to even play for the title, what does this one mean, the possibility? Well, it, you know, again, um, we're just so happy to be back playing right now. And, to, and we're, we're taking it day by day. You know, we don't know what the future holds. Um, I think any team this year that wins the NCAA 
hopefully the NCAA title will will be you know won by some some deserving team, but you're going to have to have some luck. You know, you're gonna have to have some luck and um, and and stay healthy and be smart and stay safe and and do all the little things that probably last year it was taken away from us. Uh, you know, and this year it might be taken away from from some teams. And you know, we're just um, we're, you know we're we're really excited to be playing right now. We're we're working hard. Our players are are very motivated. Um, you know, I think there's a little anxiety, you know, amongst the, the team just because you know we're getting tested twice a week, uh, you know, the beginning of the week and then within 72 hours of our next competition. So I think there's always that anxiety of, you know, if you know if anybody's going to test positive and uh, what you know and so, but we're if that does happen, which it's going to happen. Um, making sure everybody else around them are, are, are doing what they're supposed to be doing and wearing their masks and being safe and being distant. But hopefully we can get to, um, to hosting a regional and then hosting a super regional and then be one of those, uh, you know, special eight teams to qualify for Orlando at the final site and for us to be able to have an opportunity to, uh, to go back to, um, to Orlando, which the last time they had the NCAs was in Orlando. And, um, we got to the semis and we lost to Stanford and we would love an opportunity to, uh, to kind of um, get, get back to that site and, and see what we can do. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and again, we've never won an NCAA title. Uh, we've won uh, four indoor national titles. So I think this team is very, very excited and motivated to, uh, to do something this program's never done before. Yeah, that would be awesome. And, and uh, just as a final point, you mentioned your great depth. Uh, of course, all your opponents are going to have better depth too, because they all, many of them also uh, had uh, students returning for a, a fifth year or an extra year or what have you. So uh, in the final 30 seconds or so we have, is depth going to be the determining factor you think this, the rest of this season? I think last year we were, we proved, especially through indoors, and through the season that our depth was better than anybody else's depth. We were so strong, even though, and we had really good players at the top. And I think that, you know, this year, our depth um, at four, five, and six is not going to be an overwhelming K uh, while North Carolina is that much better than the other teams. You, you, you made a very good point, but where we're really much better than most teams is our seven, eight, nine, ten 10 players. And I think that's where I think is going to be a huge difference maker where we can play players who are healthier and, and, and if we can keep them uh, competitively ready, I think that could be a huge difference maker for us going into the season. We got to make sure we keep all of our players uh, mentally engaged and competitively ready so that when they get their time uh, called, they can step in and, uh, and perform like, like we know what they're capable of doing that. So I think that could be a huge difference maker. And also, you know, doubles, we have a lot of, we have a lot of options in doubles and just trying to find the right options. And that's going to be a, a work in progress. If we can do that and win the doubles point consistently. Okay. And utilize our, our, our top, uh, you know, 13 players that we have to our disposal and use utilize it in the best way. I think we can really uh, maximize our roster in the best way possible. And that does it for this edition of sports focus. Thanks to our guest, Brian Calvis. Thanks also to producer Chip Sweeney. And as always, Thanks to you for listening. 
Cheers. Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's international network of sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.